we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event in Bible study for March 6, 2017. We're going to continue here. We're going to go back to uh, Dave Hodges and uh, I'm going to be playing, well, several more more clips and um, audio clips. This next one is entitled, Foreign Troops Taking Over Empty California Buildings. Now, you heard him allude to that. This is going to go into greater detail, though, in regard of specifically what they're doing in California. Then we're going to actually be looking um, a little bit later at this Orville Dam, because that situation has really not gone anywhere. Uh, it's it's a disaster there right now with the spillway and how that could heavily come into play as a triggering event. But let's go ahead and play this uh, particular uh, clip first here. Foreign troops taking over empty buildings in California. And we have on the Newsmaker line with us Paul Preston of Agenda 21 Radio. And Paul's website is agenda21radio.news. And he's on Red State Talk Radio along with yours truly. Now, Paul Preston is the one that actually lives in California, kind of like a boots on the ground. He was actually downstream from the Orville Dam. He actually evacuated his house, uh, I probably think, a couple times. He's probably going to end up doing it again when the, when the snow melt comes. We're going to be talking about that in a, in a little bit here. Um, but that just gives you a little background on him. And I've been covering the Marlon Brock revelations out of Texas about the construction of some kind of military facility with pictures that show that Spanish-speaking soldiers are constructing some kind of military facility and they don't want prying eyes. And Paul and I have been talking about the fact that we believe this is a staging area, and just to digress for a minute, the same kind of staging area that a Texas Ranger told me about a year and a half ago when Jade Helm 15 was going on. And so... I was talking to Paul, and we decided to make this. So in other words, these fifth column infiltrator Trojan horse type of troops are either constructing basically nondescript military bases. Of course, you're not going to know their military base from the outside in um, areas that are uh, kind of like California, Texas, and these types of places where they could they could be act as staging areas where you could connect wicked uh, foreign, whether they're troops, whether they're uh, La Raza or La Mencha, these types of, of, of um, Mexican and Central American gangs coming in, or ISIS, they could be a staging area to launch into America. They want to ring America, okay? And, and this is, they're, they're trying to do this through California, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, and, and to create like this perimeter where they can go in to America and start. So those areas, these, these border areas are, are very, uh, very dangerous. And, and again, it may not even be right on the border, but it might, might be state, uh, might be like, you know, inland quite a bit, but it's going to accomplish the same objective as it being right on the border. It's just a staging area where they can launch their attacks from. Public, that I said, well, they can't, this can't be the only place they're having this staging area is in Texas. They got to be having them in California, too. And this fits right in with Jerry Brown's agenda. So, Paul, let's connect the dots here. How do you see this? Well, um, here in California, we've had, a, of course, a flight of businesses and industries that's left 
Sorry, his, his voice is pretty muffled here, but I do give you the link to the audio clip if you're not making this out well and you can listen to it. It might be a little bit clearer. And uh, one of the main uh, places in which they can house hundreds, hundreds of thousands of people all throughout this state, because, you know, California is a, a huge state, um, and a lot of uh, buildings and warehouses and city centers are empty. And these are perfect staging areas for hundreds of thousands of people if they would like to bring them in as So in other words, if you didn't catch that, there's a ton of buildings in California right now because of the unbelievably bad, you know, like tax codes and and how it's so just inhospitable for businesses all by design, basically, to drive small businesses out of existence. There's all of these these buildings that are, are basically been abandoned and they're just waiting to be occupied. And these are the perfect areas a lot of times for these troops to come in and and stage where where you know really away from prying eyes is what it ends up boiling down to. I mean, this is uh, this, this is something that uh, um, is very well known here in California because you have so much empty real estate, and it, it, they're just perfect facilities if you want to bring in um, people from across the border. You know, and this is this is again fitting in with this notion of Oslo and Reconquista movement. Okay, so the Aslan and Reconquista movement are these movements from, like, primarily out of Mexico and with the illegal aliens where they believe that, you know, like, the, the white man came in and they stole our land and this is our land, like Texas and New Mexico and California and Arizona. This is all our rightful land here. It's even more states than that. And we are going to Reconquista. Like the conquistadors, we're going to reconquer it, okay? And this is another gigantic faction of this coming civil war, if it ends up going down, that they're planning for. And again, Obama and the and the satanic devils at the, at the top of the food chain, in high political office in D.C. and in Hollywood and elsewhere, are very, very highly desperate right now because of the whole thing about Pizzagate and how Jeff Sessions says he's going to go after this, and then Obama came out and played that clip. Well, there, they're they're more motivated now than they have ever been. So this is all the more reason that they would want to try to up their timetable. From our our leaders in, in Sacramento, of course, the La Raza folks um, that are all pointing in this direction, and the talk is uh, is very much of of retaking over California, and, we, and they're going to try and do the. You got the whole Cal Exit movement that's happening. Which you know, for the general first people in California, they're not really involved with that. They don't really want it. But you know, we're talking about revolutionaries here, and um, they're very much intended, from what we're gathering from our witnesses, um, on actually carrying off some sort of military operation if they don't get this uh, referendum for a, a Cal Exit uh, movement and get the approval of 32 states in the union to separate and form their own country. That's not going to happen. I think everybody recognizes. The other states are not going to give up California. But these people are bent on revolution if they don't get that solution constitutionally. So will they bring in their own people from south of the border? And uh, that, Absolutely they will. I believe that's exactly part of their plan. So, I mean, Jerry Brown's just letting the illegal aliens just pour in now. Breakneck speed. He's trying to do every possible thing he can do to destabilize California. They were hoping that dam was going to break. But I believe that the prayers... Of, of the saints averted that for now 
but we're going to be talking about the next wave when the snowmelt comes and how that could be even much worse than what they just tried to pull off with all of that weather warfare where they had you know gigantic torrential storm fronts coming in one after another after another one of them was named like lucifer or something you know and and we talked about that a lot with the orville dam so that's that's definitely still something that's very much a factor and it's still in play right now to create so much chaos that there's no choice but to let them go or to let the whole thing end in a civil war uh, right Paul, when I was speaking with this Texas Ranger, and also at that same time frame, in fact, going back even a year earlier, I was speaking to someone in the DEA who talked about the fact that they're going to launch Tet-style offensive attacks. And if people mm -hmm. remember their Vietnam history, the Tet Offensive, uh, American people were being told we're winning the war in Vietnam, it's going to be over soon. And the Vietnamese, during a ceasefire at the Tet Lunar New Year, launched attacks in every province capital throughout South Vietnam. And I, I've been told by a DEA official, I've been told by a Texas Ranger, that there would be staged attacks in multiple locations at the same time to throw this country into absolute chaos. Is, right. that, is that what you think is going to happen too? Uh, Remember, the, their, their motto, order out of chaos. They're trying to bring us from out of the old world order into the new world order. And they're going to do that through chaos. You know, the whole Hegelian dialectic, problem, reaction, solution. And, and their, their, this, their solution is the new world order. The solution is, is ultimately going to bring about, most likely, like the North American uh, superstate, which will be one of the ten kingdoms under Antichrist that the Bible talks about, and then ultimately forming a one world government. That's where this is all all heading, as far as I can see, from a biblical standpoint. Well, I've been, uh, you know, this, this is stuff that that I've been learning about, and, and people have been telling me, my sources have been telling me this for quite some time. This variety of the plan by which they can act, and this is involving, definitely involving ISIS and Al Qaeda forces that have teamed up with your Mexican cartels, who are, we know that they're acting together already in Mexico and in parts of the United States today. So ISIS and the most wicked factions of, of Islam yoked up with the wicked, bloodthirsty uh, Mexican cartels. I've reported on them quite a bit as well. And it's funny, both of them, uh, both of those factions, <clears throat> whether you're looking at the Mexican cartels, the Central American cartels, one of their card-carrying signatures is beheading, as well as ISIS, behead and slay the infidels as the quran tells them to um the mexican cartels typically have as their centerpiece of the god that they go to to procure favor to procure more money to procure favor over their enemies is santa muerte which is basically the angel of death okay which they worship the skeleton in the robe and so uh, i've reported on all these things over and over you can just keyword search contending for truth.com for any of those subjects so they're they're a perfect team i mean a real match made in hell there and anybody uh all the security people know this it's just the general american public doesn't know this but now they're getting to a point where you know trump is starting to take over you can feel his presidency come along at jeff sessions everybody is going to start putting down the clamps on all this stuff they're going to have to make a move and uh they're going to make a move i i really believe they will 
Well, do you know what's interesting along these lines, Paul, is that Judicial Watch, back during the Jade Helm days of the mm-hmm. summer of 2015, mm-hmm. found information on an ISIS base camp, and ISIS was partnered with these Mexican drug cartels, many of them. And this base camp right. was only eight miles from El Paso, and they released documents of several targets that they had planned to hit inside the United States. Wow, this mm-hmm. is all coming together at this point. Right, and you know the, the you know for the listeners out there, this is a this notion of the cartels and ISIS and Al Qaeda being together um, is really known uh, has been known for years. This is not new news. It really, I mean, really, uh, it shouldn't be. It might be to, to our listeners that never heard this before, but this is something that they've been operational with one another for a long time. In 2006, the Tucson Police Department put out a memo, and I published this on my website, that they said that the cartels and Hamas and Hezbollah, two terrorist groups, were working together, not just in Mexico, but inside the United States as well. Mm-hmm. 2010, I got information out of Homeland, and this is from their own documents, that said essentially the same thing, only now it the number of terrorist groups that expanded the Muslim Brotherhood, Al-Qaeda, and now today we know with Judicial Watch it's expanded to ISIS. And so we look at Marlon Brock's photos, and he lives in Martin County, Texas, well away from the border, and he has photographed the construction of a military facility. Now, what's interesting, Paul, is it's not a typical military facility. The only people there speak Spanish. Right. And, and right. of course, uh, these pictures are published on the commonsenseshow.com. And Martin, uh, excuse me, uh, Martin, Marlon Brock lives adjacent to this facility, but backs up right to his property. So he's taken the pictures, and he said <clears throat> that he has been observed, and they're trying to intimidate him uh, through observation process. Uh, this, is, uh, this is the beginning, in my humble opinion, of Red Dawn, and I'll develop that idea in another broadcast, but Paul, so you think the same thing could be going on inside of California in abandoned bus- well, business? Have, uh, especially now that we've, we've outed uh, what was going on in uh, December with these uh, so-called secret meetings of, of um, Democrats uh, headed by Daryl Steinberg, and he had five officials that came in from the Obama administration at the time. You had a number of, you had La Raza there, you had Mecha there. You had activist groups from uh, all the Hispanic and Mexican uh, areas. And it's not all, all Mexicans, but these are real radical groups that are pushing revolution that are tied with our state legislature, especially even people like uh, Senator Laura, uh, who who's went on the, uh, when they, in January, when they first got uh, sworn in for their next term. And, and the legislature opened up. He he swore that they would fight in the, they would fight in the streets, Trump or anybody else who was trying to take and send their you know, people away. Fighting in the streets was his term. Um, but others have they call them the Mexican mafia, the ones who are very much into La Raza that are involved in the state legislature of California. And the conversations that we're, we've been getting, um, the conversations that are not necessarily out in the open public where there's a record of it. But a lot of the conversations that we've been hearing from our friends that are, are Mexican friends and family 
um, are telling us that these people are pushing for revolution and they're talking about using armed conflict. In fact, at one of the meetings with the Obama uh, people there, it was actually discussed about will there be a revolution with armed force having to be applied to form a new country uh, from California. And that was open speculation that was openly discussed when there were state officials there. So we know this. We had a witness come to our Tea Party to tell us this, by the way. Um, you have hundreds of witnesses who saw this. So this is not something that isn't being, that's, that's being just idly chit-chat. This isn't conspiracy theory. These are conspiracy facts now, and they've moved to that level. It explains a lot about Jerry Brown, even, a uh, governor who we've requested several times if he would have a position statement on CalExit, but he doesn't take a position statement on CalExit, which I find very interesting. Um, and he should be denouncing it because CalExit really, for the most part, is no longer a constitutional movement. It's a seditious movement. And I, I'm really hopeful that Jeff Sessions is going to be invested. I know that they've been turned on to what's going on here. It's just a matter, I think, of getting people out in the field. If they already aren't here, uh, they may very well be here investigating some of our state legislators for seditious behavior. But this is openly being discussed in California in many uh, of the revolutionary circles around. And they've made it very clear they want to kill um, as many, Cal as, as they call them, the Europeans, white-skinned people, the Europeans, as possible. That's La Raza talk. That's not mine. That comes from them. That's what I've witnessed over years. And even recently in conversations, witnesses have told me they're using that terminology. So, yeah, it's real. This is, And, of course, I think they're running out of time now. You know, Donald Trump really asserted himself, you know, in his presidential speech, and that's really swaying a lot of people. Uh, you know, the political capital having Obama around is no longer there. He's got his organization for America, which is definitely tied to these groups. Um, it's all working, you know, to try and overthrow the country. And in the case of the Reconquista movement, which is a real one, they want to take over the whole southwest of the United States. Okay, so again, just kind of confirming what we had talked about. Their backs are against the wall. They're in full desperation mode, and this is why they're they're moving forward um, so aggressively with their wicked plans. Uh, next report, breaking Obama funneled billions from slush fund to liberal activist groups. Okay, this is just, they're just finding all kinds of things, uh, uncovering all kinds of things that Obama did that were highly unlawful and illegal and just evil while he was in office. And so this is another reason that they want to make sure Trump's out of there so that they can install their puppet dictator that will continue the cover-up. So let's go ahead and play this one. Tonight, some new reaction to pushback from congressional Republicans to a holdover from the Obama presidency and his Justice Department. The GOP is calling it a, quote, slush fund that funnels money away from those who deserve it and gives it to the former president's political allies. So what's happening here? Trace Gallagher, live in our West Coast newsroom, to explain. Hi, Trace. 
Hey, Martha, when the Department of Justice takes legal, legal action against corporations and big banks for bad behavior, like, for example, their part in the mortgage meltdown of 2008, the banks and businesses are often eager to settle. Some of that settlement money goes to victims, some goes back to the Treasury, and some goes to nonprofit organizations. Now congressional investigators say more than $3 billion went into that nonprofit fund or slush fund as some Republicans call it. But the DOJ settlements don't specify exactly who gets that extra money, and the House Judiciary Committee says the Obama administration gave it to progressive groups like the National Council of La Raza. Uh, yeah, just the same ones we were talking about. La Raza, the Reconquista, Azatlan, basically they want to take over the whole uh, southwest of, of America. They believe it's theirs. Well, who's Obama given you know, this, what is it, three billion, whatever, a lot of it too, first group they list is the National Council of La Raza. So anything wicked, evil, or perverse, that devil was going to make sure it was funded and that it was protected. So, and I'm sure these are also, these other organizations they're listening are also evil because he would not give money to something unless it was totally evil. The National Community Reinvestment Coalition and the National Urban League, organizations that promote liberal causes and push for democratic votes. Okay, okay, promote liberal causes and push democratic votes. So yes, confirming it's pure evil, what he's actually giving this, this money to. The DOJ says because the money is donated voluntarily that it's all on the up and up. And the Government Accountability Office says the fund does not circumvent congressional authority to control the nation's purse strings. But the conservative watchdog group Judicial Watch calls it a shakedown, pure and simple, saying the money should all go back to taxpayers. And here's what the Government Accountability <clears throat> Institute told Fox late last year. Watch but to turn it into political activism, uh, you know, is absurd. And, you know, it's something that I think requires a congressional investigation. And people at DOJ need to be held into account. And as we said, Congress is now investigating. And Republicans in both the House and Senate have introduced legislation to stop the, quote, settlement slush funds. Sounds like a racket. Trace, thank you. So joining us to shed some light on what this really means is Governor Mike Huckabee. Governor, welcome. Good to see you tonight. I mean, Thank you, Volkswagen settles and, you know, and, and all the people who uh, were mistreated by the banks, we heard so much about it. And I would, didn't you just assume that the money was going to the people who got hurt in those transactions? I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah, this is, it, it is unbelievable. Somebody ought to go to prison for this. I mean, this is worse than a mafia shakedown, because at least if the mafia shakes you down for protection, your store doesn't burn down. But this is a case where the liberals have played Robin Hood. They've stolen from the government, the taxpayers, and they've given it to their pals. It's really outrageous. And I, I think that part of it that is so frustrating, imagine, for example, if under a Republican Department of Justice, the Department of Justice had allocated money to the national right to life, or if they'd allocated it to the NRA. Right. Can you imagine how that would have gone over with the Democrats? I don't think very well. You know, Senator Langford of Oklahoma and House Judiciary Chairman Bob Goodlatte are, are behind this uh, Stop Settlement Slush Fund Act of 2017. I mean, this is what we talk about when you talk about draining the swamp, right? I mean, this, this, is, this is pretty murky swamp here. Well, it's real murky swamp, and the sad thing is, it's taxpayer money, money that should have gone either to the customers of an organization fund. Keep in mind how simple this is. 
You're a bank. You get fined. Well, instead of paying the full fine to the government, to the Treasury Department, or giving it back to your customers, you instead make a donation to some liberal group. Now, look, Martha, I don't care if the donation is to a liberal or conservative group. This violates the Constitution because only Congress can appropriate money. This is outrageous. Yeah, and, you know, when you look at the protection of the system in, in, in D.C., you know, they looked into it. Both the Government Accountability Office and the Congressional Research Service concluded that the settlement, settlement agreements did not violate Congress's power of the purse. So, you know, they sort of circled the wagons on this, right? Well, sure, they're, they're protecting each other, but I think any simple reading of the Constitution says that yeah. uh, you don't have bureaucrats who can just create money out of thin air that doesn't have an appropriation from Congress. Congress has the power of the purse. If it's not an appropriation, I don't care if it's at the state or the federal level, the executive branch can't just go out and say, we'd like to spend some money. Doesn't matter whether Congress has approved it, we're going to spend it because we want to. It Look doesn't at the work debt. Like I mean, how about maybe paying a little bit of that down uh, with the money? But it has to be dispersed to different organizations. Unbelievable. Governor Huckabee, it's always a pleasure to see you. Thank you very much. Okay, so we have that. <clears throat> so, you know, they're just going to keep uncovering more wickedness that Obama uh, has done. And this is another reason that they're acting so aggressively because they know these things are going to start coming out they know as people like sessions and people that are actually trying to pursue some type of righteous end within the trump administration starts to expose this they're going to be exposed all the more they got the pizzagate pedophile thing to worry about. there's so many things that they have to worry about that they're just highly motivated from probably about a thousand different directives different areas because of there's so many skeletons in their closet that are are fixing to come out if things don't change so this is uh this is their mindset all right let's go forward here then we have this which i had talked about the um orwell dam uh situation and this is entitled staggering water data released by orville dam engineer and this is an update to the video that we had done kind of the other day. It's more of a something to what we need to be expecting from this and to pray about. March 4th, Saturday, 6.30 Mountain Time, 2017. When the monster melts, it's basically the way I perceive what's going on in my neighboring state over here in California. It's a huge 200-mile-long iceberg that's sitting on top of the Sierra Nevada mountains. Okay, the Sierra Nevada is now, it's showing a picture of a bus traveling through this, and the ice walls are, look to be, oh my word, 25, 30 feet high. Sheer ice walls going at both sides. Um, this is just one area of the Sierra Nevadas that, where you're going to have this massive ice melt. Now, one of the things that struck me, as all of these storms were coming in, when we were covering the Orville Dam situation, okay, one of the things that struck me is that I was watching these fronts come in, and, and remember, these are all being created via the engineered, um, you know, they can engineer these through harp and through chemtrails and things of this nature. They're creating this torrential flood situation where they were trying to burst the dam. It didn't work, praise God. Okay, but what was happening is as these fronts were coming through, one after another after another, over the period of like two weeks, essentially, when it hit the mountains, the precipitation, like when, you, when you're when you looking at this on like the, the national radar, 
you'll notice like the precipitation if it's like really really heavy will be like in a red or, or orange or yellow and, and you'll see that but as soon as they hit the mountains it turned that light blue meaning the precipitation was turning to snow well all that snow is locked up now on top of the sierra nevada mountains whereas the rain that fell is already pretty much downstream the orville dam right now i think well you're, you're gonna see here at least at the time of this was like 50 feet below normal because they had released a lot of of the water that had come in but then they were letting it fill up again why i have no idea especially considering what's coming and that's what he's going to be talking about five six hundred feet deep in places just waiting on the same five or six hundred feet deep to melt in some places i mean this this these ice walls are just unbelievable looking um and again you're going to have a lot more snow accumulation when you've got these monster mega created superstorms wave after wave after wave depositing you know who knows how many feet of snow per wave and that's what's locked up there now and we haven't hit the the uh, ice melt yet but it's you know obviously we're right around the corner command to turn from a solid into a liquid and in that state it will flow down the mountains through these arteries into the main artery that runs through central california he's showing a map of, of the arteries from the sierra nevada how they kind of all go into the same uh river type system and evidently a lot of this ends up in uh the orville ends up at the orville dam and there will be a catastrophic flood that's obviously if you look at this basin that's why it's called a basin it's happened before and honestly guys i think it's going to happen again Here's an Oroville Dam update. The reservoir has stopped all outflows as of 10 o'clock this morning. In case you didn't know that, see these zeros? Stopped letting water out. Now it's just steadily coming in. That was as of yesterday, March 4th, or, or I guess two days ago. Um, so they've stopped all outflows, meaning it's going to start refilling. And if they know this snow melt's coming, why would they do that? Why wouldn't they get that lake like as low as they need, they can get it if they know this unbelievable amount of snow melt is going to be released wouldn't that be the prudent the smart thing to do but then again they may all be in on it they and they probably are i mean because like we had said before jerry brown had put his own employees in there um to a certain extent in order to information cover up and in order to control the situation they still weren't able to actually breach the dam but the floodway is just an absolute it's been annihilated um there's a couple guys i watched a video yesterday and they they kind of went through the the barriers where they shouldn't be going and they were filming the, the spillway where um all this excess water was coming through and i mean the spillway i, I mean it, it's it looks like um it, it looks like a gigantic earthquake hit it and and just absolutely annihilated the spillway it's just boulders and rocks and rubble and the very uh top part of it uh, some of that's still intact but everything downstream or, or down the, the the mountain from it i don't know i would say that maybe the top one third the top one fourth everything down below from it, it's just an absolute colossal mess so the spillway is is horrible right now the, the area is basically a disaster area and if they got hit again 
with like this unbelievable snow melt, I, and you know, probably everything would breach at that point. Um, you can see those numbers are fluctuating. It went as high as 24,000 cubic feet at 11 a.m. this morning. The last reading was at 1600, which is 4 p.m. their time, and that was at 21,000 and change square feet of water with zero going out. So it's steadily going back up, which it's going to. And once, it depends on, a lot of things are, are at stake here. If the temperature, like they're predicting from the National Weather Service, is to increase rapidly and be above normal uh, temperatures in the coming weeks, then this is going to melt rather rapidly. And the news that I just ran across here just a few minutes ago about Oroville Dam is actually mind-blowing, man. No kidding. Here's some I mean, they've already... This is the earliest I have ever seen spring here in North Carolina. Um, I mean, literally in the middle of February, the trees were starting to bud, where there's certain trees up here that will put out like this red bud, and, and right before that, then they turn into this white flower. And I have never seen those trees bud that early, but the temperatures have been... This is the warmest winter I've ever seen. It was the latest fall, and now it's the basically the shortest, most mildest winter since we've been up here, and the earliest I have ever seen spring. And remember, they want the warm temperatures, not only for, for this, it looks like, but also to get everything, the, the show on the road, with all the protests that they've got planned, because they can't do these, these massive Soros-led uh, protests against Trump if the weather's freezing. That's, that's another thing that we've talked about. The 10-day weather forecast, chance of rain in Oroville for the next 10 days. Tonight, 100% chance. I don't know how much. Uh, rain, 40% chance. Tomorrow, 70. Just a, a steady chance of rain for the next 10 days. There was a news conference. So again, you've got steady rain for the next 10 days every single day. They're not letting any water out of, out of the, the reservoir, so the lake's rising again. I mean, this is absolute insanity. They they know what's up in the Sierra Nevadas. They they all they've got to do is analyze what's up there, and it you know, as far as I can see, it's total insanity. Conference yesterday, um, and they're still uh, warning residents to be ready to leave at any time. And if you watch or listen to what this man has to say, he's a representative of the Oroville Dam, and uh, listen to what he has to say. They talk about down here, too, how the earthquakes could be triggered by the weight transfer. Um, and we talked about that. It's just common sense. But listen to what this guy has to say. I didn't know this, and I was absolutely floored when I heard it. Check this out. Listen. The weather that we've seen the last couple months here in this area of the state. So in the last two months um, that we've seen in the Feather River watershed, over 4.5 million acre feet of runoff. That is equal to our average annual runoff for the last hundred years. Did you hear that? That dam in the last two weeks, three weeks, has managed more water than it would in a hundred years. So Again, this was not anyone crying wolf. The fact that that dam held almost had to be divine intervention. Got a hundred years worth of runoff in two weeks or whatever? It's not designed for that. 
You know, I mean, these are these are biblical proportions we're talking about here. This thing is literally, guys, it's it's just shot. The spillways obviously annihilated. I had a guy ask me if that if that looked like possibly an earthquake. They're showing a picture of the spillway that I just described to you, and it's just it's annihilated. I mean, it's it's just. It's just totally annihilated, basically. I mean, they would almost have to, like, they could probably salvage the top of it and maybe some of the bottom. But, I mean, it is just an absolute nightmarish mess. may have caused that. And it does look like it, you know. It could have, but that's just from water. That's how much water that has gone through here. As much as they would handle in a hundred years. So, it's going to be put to the test again when all this ice and snow churn, or changes from a solid to a liquid it's going to be tested yet again through all of these arteries that run down to the main i think they're going to keep doing this until either some righteous force intervenes like in our government they they see what they're trying to do um or until they accomplish their goals you know or or you know god willing god intervenes in this whole situation but you know, if you've got any friends, family, if I've got listeners there, this is still a red alert situation in that area. This is not going away, at least up until, you know, the snow melt after spring. You know, then it might, if it if it's miraculously able to hold up until that point after the snow's melted, well, they might not be able to really pull anything off until maybe next year when they have snow melt again or whenever they can engineer something but right now man it's it's still pretty much red alert as far as i can see it's going to be tested again and it's probably going to be in the next month month and a half when these temperatures start to climb and the national weather service is predicting above average temperatures for the area so i found that absolutely unbelievable how much water had gone through the Oroville Dam Reservoir. Unbelievable. No wonder it's annihilated. A hundred years worth of water. I'll post a link to this and you can come check out the entire press conference. Uh, it's like an hour long. Mind-blowing, man. More rain to come. Ice getting ready to melt. The dam has stopped releasing water. Wow. Smart. During these uncertain times, I encourage you to be brave, be strong, be wise, and be informed. Thanks for watching. Okay, so we have that. And I wanted to kind of give you an update there on that situation because we devoted a lot of time in that, you know, that recent study to this. And uh, unfortunately, you know, this is like, you know, their, their uh, part two of what they tried to pull off before. Except this sounds like it could be even worse with that much snow melt. Uh, going forward here, let's go forward. Um... Deep State to Launch Paramilitary Operations Against Americans. Now, this is a Paul Martin interview. Now, we heard from the other Paul that um, that uh, Dave Hodges interviewed. This is Paul Martin. You've heard him. I've played a lot of clips from him. This is more of a perspective from Colorado. Whereas the other Paul he mentions, he's more of a perspective from California. But when you start seeing different people making observations in their neck of the woods, and they're all coming to the same conclusion, that's when you know that something could be kicking off. Paul Martin of RevolutionRadio.org joined me for an emergency broadcast of the Common Sense Show in the early hours of March 4th. Paul Martin's best source, a high-placed operative in an intelligent agent, an intelligence agency, an individual he refers to as, quote, e East Coast. 
told Paul that the deep state is ready to make their move and that paramilitary activities are being prepared to be launched against the American people. For a variety of reasons, Paul feels there will be a biochemical nature to what is coming. That's what I said before. This is all covered in the following interview. Paul Martin's source is validated by an article I ran in which Marlon Brock of Martin County, Texas, forwarded photos of the military installation being erected next to his 12-acre ranch, which he's talked about that. Here are a couple of the photos that he sent out of the seven that I published. You can view all these pictures in the article here. There's a link. Behind all of this are three central figures, former President Obama, George Soros, and Valerie Jarrett. Uh, Jarrett. Of course, CalExit participants are part of this nefarious plot as well. Well, there's a lot of moving parts to this, as we've discussed, but all wicked. All the parts are wicked. We know that. The NSA, Paul Martin and I always had uh, previously recorded a podcast, and not only did the NSA interrupt that podcast and stop it, they also removed the file from my computer. So this is our second attempt at this, and Paul had contacted me earlier in the day. So this is happening increasingly to Dave Hodges, where he's getting on these live interviews with these these. Um, whistleblower type people and you know they're coming in they're they're running all kind of interference during the interview they're getting it deleted from his computer they're just all of this electronic harassment that's going on today with regard to an intelligence source that he has very high placed intelligence source that he uses the euphemism east coast to describe so paul let's get down to it i guess your uh intelligence source contacted you in reference to an article that I had written on the Common Sense Show. Well, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm sure he follows what I do, and which I follow what you do. Uh, but uh, he said, on current events, when everything's going on right now, it's going to start out slow, and then it is going to rapidly speed up. Did he give you any specifics? Uh, no. But, you know, it doesn't take a, a, a very high cue to see what's going on right now with the Obama administration, with George Soros, uh, Valerie Jarrett's moved into uh, the Obama administration, uh, his home there. Uh, they're going to, they're just going to, they're, they're going to turn everything loose that they have on Donald Trump. Well, that means on the American people. Well, let's look yep. for let's look for a clue here, since he was, you know, rather general in his warning, and his warnings are some something that I I take seriously because I've seen the fruition of his warnings in the past. But you said he contacted you in reference to an article I had written, and specifically, what was it about that article that you think that caught his attention? Well, it was the last part. Uh, in your revolution article where your military sources said that they're, you know, that they're, it was in the conclusion part of your article to where they are, your military sources are telling you to get ready for guerrilla warfare. Yeah, and you know what that's based on? Uh, my One of my intelligence sources came out of the woodwork on this. A guy named Marlon Brock from Martin County, Texas, who has given me good information in the past on various things, contacted me and sent me a series of pictures 
of a military compound being erected on the land adjacent to his 12-acre ranch. And he's been rather sent up, which is a Chinese military front group. Okay, so I just fast-forwarded because we've heard that part about the military uh, installation. So this is, all the dots are connecting that we are going to look at guerrilla insurgency. And Paul, let me just add one more thing in here and I'll get your comment. I was contacted by a Texas Ranger, uh, gosh, April of last year, and he informed me that, actually it was April of 2015 during Jane Helm, he said, Dave, don't worry so much about Walmart being detention facilities like FEMA camps and so forth. He said that very well could be true, but he said we have actionable information that ISIS is setting up camps inside the United States and that on a predetermined signal, they're going to launch a Tet Offensive kind of style of attack against American cities. And he said they have the firepower to overtake small towns, <coughs> wipe out police departments, and so forth. He said this is where my focus should be. And I hearkened back to that conversation and in reference to what Marlon Brock sent me and what Paul Preston's telling me. Paul, we've stepped in the middle of a big poop pile, haven't we? Oh, absolutely. Uh and, you know, it's a good thing we're doing a rebroadcast since the other one got cut off. Uh, this morning on uh, uh, 600 KCOL in uh, Fort Collins, Colorado, uh, uh, the uh, host had on a guest, and they were talking about military stuff and Trump and stuff. They broke over into Russia, and then the, ho the, the guest actually started talking about the Russians training in Colorado for the last few years on the radio and the host kind of locked jaw and changed subjects real quick uh, it's a Fox station but you know all the you know the stuff I've been talking about with you on broadcast for the last couple of years it actually broke off this morning on on Fox News radio so for all, for all of those of you out there that don't believe that the Russians are operating in Colorado, it hit AM radio this morning. Well, we have pictures. Uh, I can yep. go. I can go back uh, to Sherry Wilcox, uh, who then was living in Tennessee, and she took photos of Russian uniformed soldiers inside vehicles marched with DHS marked with DHS logos. Uh, and I published that as a video, and it went all across the uh, internet. And this was 2011. I mean, so in other words, the wicked factions of our own government in FEMA and Homeland Security are already yoked up with the foreign troops. They're already yoked up with the Russians. They're already yoked up with the Chinese. They're already yoked up with with ISIS and these. I, I've I've taught. We got into that. Uh, oh, in a study I did in the last four, five, six months, where we talked about the. ISIS or the Islamic training terrorist camps, just one of them that the local law enforcement knew about here in the, the near where I live in the mountains of North Carolina. And then they were just told to stand down, don't do anything. And they were there were people constantly being trained that would go in there, stay for a week, get trained, and then they would disappear. And they're they're amalgamating into society, they're 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 scouting their targets, they're, you know. Our government is yoked up with all of this, the wicked factions of our government. And 
they're just waiting to have the green light. And then you've got La Raza, you've got Black Lives Matter, you've got the, you know, the millennial, uh, millennials, all of these wicked factions. You've got the Calexit movement, the Mexican drug cartels. Oh, my word. I mean, and they're all going to unite, I, I really believe, on, on, on the same common team, and uh, at least for a time, when they get the green light for all this. So, you know, and then we have the uh, FEMA bilateral agreement between uh, FEMA and the Russian Foreign Ministry, in which we allowed in 2010 the first 15,000 Russian soldiers to come to America. Notice my choice of words. The first 15,000, ostensibly under the traitorous President Obama, to train for natural disasters. Like somehow, what is our National Guard going on vacation? They're not going to be available that day. I mean, it was a cover story designed to get Russians inside the country. Now, Paul, we could go on and on about foreign troops. I mean, I'll give you one more. Uh, people from Gatlinburg, Tennessee, in droves, and using their own names, unafraid, have said things like, and Dr. Susan Hellman comes to mind as one of these people, that have said, we have Russian soldiers right here in our town in Gatlinburg. And the Russians have been accused by the locals of setting the fires that drove the locals out so they could expand their base of operations without interference. You know the, the, the fires that just happened there. I mean, you know all the reports I've done on Gatlinburg. I, t- Taylor and I went there personally. I mean, every every place we went into down there, it seemed like they were foreign-speaking, Eastern Bloc-type, very cold people working in the shops, working in the, wherever they sold food. I mean, it was like the norm, you know, and it just seemed very out of place. What are all these Eastern Bloc people doing here up in the mountains of, of Tennessee? And they're the ones that actually set the fire so they could expand their base up there. And then you got the National Park right there. The whole area is a UN biosphere. You got underground bases up there, and they'll go up there, and they'll train, and they'll come back, and they're they're constantly reintegrating into, into our society, scouting things. You know, basically... Um, a, a fifth column Trojan horse type of movement right there in Gatlinburg. And that's just one of the many areas in the United States. And, and again, if you want to uh, just listen to all the reports I've just done on Gatlinburg, just key in Gatlinburg in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. You should be able to find it real easy. I've, I've talked about it on multiple occasions. So how do you like them apples, Paul? Well, the, the, the uh, last big fire we had in Colorado, a good friend of mine, uh, the Holloman fire, uh, was huge. I mean, it, uh, from where I'm sitting, I'm kind of up a little bit um, in the in the plains here in eastern Colorado, and it looked like Armageddon. And a friend of mine went, uh, there's a great uh, cafe called Burns in LaPorte, Colorado, and uh, he went down to have some lunch, and there was a bunch of uh, hot shot crews in there. And uh, he was in a... The hot shot crews are the, I believe, the specific kind of firefighters that they'll send in with these forest fires. It's kind of a special kind of training they have, and that's what he's in reference to here. Booth right next to a table full of crew, and they, uh, the crew chiefs were sitting there. And uh, they were talking, and he got up and he said, Evidently, the crew chief was talking about Russians, and uh, so my buddy got up, walked over to him, he said, do you think the Russians started these fires? 
and, and the guy just looked up at him, and he go, and he didn't say anything. He just tilted his head, yes. So, uh, I, you know, out here we firmly believe they start. I mean, <coughs> with the with the show this morning on KCOL, it was at, at about the eight forty five minute mark, and uh, he just started talking about the Russians training here in Colorado, and and the uh, uh, Jimmy Like You as the host just kind of went in a different direction to get away from it. So uh, that's, you know, that that confirms what a lot of people said I've been nuts about for the last three or four years. It just hit Fox AM radio. Yeah, well, all Fox hosts are not created equal. I was recently on Kate Daly's show, and she's on 24 Markets through Fox News Radio, and Kate and I talked about very sensitive issues and I was not the least bit censored, but I do agree with you. Uh, and I should mention, too, Kate's been fired. They're brought back by popular demand. The, the, all the interviews I've played today, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure where you heard the mm-hmm. interviews of them playing, like, the uh, that lieutenant colonel and then uh, Mike Huckabee, and then there, I think there was, like, one other. All of those were Fox. So they're really the only major network left that has any kind of a semblance of truthful reporting now i'm not saying there's not people on fox that aren't pure evil and that and that are you know on the on the other side but there there are still people in there where you can actually get some some truth um uh, up there whereas the other networks are pretty much just all taken over as far as i can see so when we look at the fox news coverage of this i think that not all fox news outlets are created equally but, Paul, there's clearly something happening, and, and let me just share with you from my neck of the woods what's going on. And to the listening audience, this may be the last that you hear, because in our last uh, interview, Paul and I did prior to this one, this is where we were cut off, and our file was erased. There are pictures that I have from my neighbor, Ed, who listens to my show. They do not want you knowing this information mm-hmm. that I'm covering mm-hmm. today, especially if if what they're going to do, they're going to do soon. They want to keep as many people in the dark as possible about this. Communicates with me frequently, and he's very well awake, and he knows what's going on. And I live in rural Arizona, north of Phoenix, and I mean, our nearest gas station is 16 miles away. Our nearest restaurant is the same distance. Uh, We have basically about 2,000 people, 300 families, spread out over several hundred square uh, miles of territory. And where I live, we don't have streetlights. So you get the idea how remote we are. Well, we have the Toyota Proving Grounds that has been the site of massive construction. And the they put out a, um, oh gosh, what is it, a construction permit, billboard size outside their facility. Well, we went and investigated it. No such construction permit was ever issued. Well, just recently, my neighbor Ed, and this is as of today, this afternoon, and uh he said that uh, he took pictures of massive military convoys that went to Ford Motor Proving, which is four miles to the south of me. Toyota's eight miles to the west of me. And as a result, Paul, we're seeing the increased militarization of these two proving grounds. Why? <clears throat> well, initially we thought they might be constructing a detention facility, and we haven't ruled that out. Because at Ford Motor, we have pictures of barbed wire facing in. That's new. That speaks to containment. But 
we also know that under continuity of government, if this country goes into a civil war situation, the plan is to use the highway system to... Now, before we go any further, you've probably heard me report on this quite a bit where I've got places locally uh, here where there's businesses, large businesses with large areas of containment with the bob wire facing in. And there's no reason... On God's green earth, they should have that type of fencing at all. One of them some kind of electrical, I think it has something to do with electricity. Uh, and then the, the, the place right next to it, which, these are just regular, but evidently they're, they're in on what's coming. And these places are going to be used as, and right, it's right next to the railroad tracks. I mean, literally, it goes right by it. The new library that they had built there, it's got like, they're not bars like you see in a prison, but they're they are like, uh, the way the windows are built, you couldn't get out. It would be like, could be used as containment. All of that is this new construction that's been done downtown, and it's literally the library area and some businesses there that all have these same types of windows are in one side of the tracks, and then these other businesses that I just talked about, this electrical place, which has a gigantic place in the back. You could have thousands of people back there. All the barbed wire is facing in. And I drove in there one night with with uh, Taylor, and it was, uh, it was later at night, and as soon as I drove in that place, there was a security guy in an unmarked vehicle that was all over me. And I just, went, I just acted like, oh, I just drove in the wrong place, and I turned around and left, you know. But he followed me basically you know out he didn't fall me out onto the road but he you know it was instant i mean it was like as soon as i drove in there the guy was all over me and there was other cars in there too i mean there i guess they have i don't know if they have a night shift or whatever but yeah very 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 fishy and um you just don't have areas where you have bob wire facing in unless you're trying to contain somebody so you might you might if you're looking around your local city you might know i've i've been in other places where I've had other people show me the same exact dynamic in their in their hometowns as well. Shut down the cities. No one in, no one out to try to contain the revolution. And what's interesting about that is six miles from where I live is U.S. Highway 60 that actually becomes part of the Canamex Highway 11 between Phoenix and Vegas. I believe the, with Canamex, meaning it's a highway that goes all the way to Canada and all the way to Mexico. So it would be a major, major artery, especially if there was like a North American Union uh, type scenario where they have these corridors and stuff. And that's about six and a half miles to the east of me. And as a consequence, you would have to shut down that road to stop the traffic from coming into the northwest corridor into Phoenix. This is what I think we're probably looking at. And now we're seeing increased military activity, Paul. I think that what's going on here is that we're looking at the preparation for these forces to do just what I mentioned. Well, absolutely. I mean, you know, we've talked about it before. I mean, John Moore's uh, source out of uh, uh, special operations out of Florida, uh, my source, uh, retired high-ranking officer that's a contractor, uh, both said the same thing. He said, they're going to ring the cities off, nobody in, nobody out, let them fight it out in the middle. And both guys said six months. 
And one of the things that, that's popped up in the last week, Dave, and we talked about it uh, off the air earlier today, is that Bill, Bill Gates has been coming out and saying, you know, you guys need to get your vaccines because there's high probability of a bioweapon release. And as we talked about, I don't know, a month ago or so, that I had a source in, in uh, Fort Collins that was at a very large, very nondescript facility in Fort Collins that was just full of all of the things like you saw in the movie Outbreak. The uh, the, uh, uh, the uh, hospital tents that are contained, uh, stacks and stacks of gloves and and, and uh, uh, suits and helmets and uh, the the funny thing that he caught as walking into the front door was that there was it was about eight stacks high of cases of satellite phones. So what are they going to need satellite phones? That's because the communication systems will be down. Absolutely. You know, so there. that's another uh, card they could play. Again, that's the. It's kind of what launched this ministry, it's the, is the bio-warfare aspect of what they could try to pull, where you know they could come out trying to smell like a rose, saying, oh, we're the saviors of humanity because we've got this wonderful vaccine, Bill Gates-sponsored, Bill Gates-approved, it's like Satan-approved, vaccine that's going to you know cure everything it's it's going to be just like i am legend where you know you get the vaccine and you know eh, yeah i don't have cancer anymore but i turned into a zombie or it killed me you know one of those two types of scenarios so um if if you're not stocked up on the the invive mild silver protein at least the 5000 part per million strength you know um i as long as and i know i've been saying this a while but as long as my inventory continues to hold out i will be carrying running that special that i've been running for a while now uh, on the 5000 on the 5700 es meaning extra strength on the 10,000 ppm and on the um 10 7 uh 10,700 part per million extra strength version the extra strength versions are just a higher pen they have a higher penetration and um I have all those in stock as long as my inventory hold out, and and it's it's the best prices on the internet. You won't even find it uh, if you go up to my my website, doctor dash the dash symbol johnson dot com. It's it's a website that Invive put up for me when I went on tour back in '06 um, when I did the Avion flu talk, and um, the prices I have the this for is better than you'll find there. And that's that's as low as you'll find. But the prices I have on special are significantly lower. Plus, I offer free shipping in the United States. I don't. I can't ship out of America though. But if you go to the website that I just said, my website, doctor-johnson.com, they ship all over the world. So, um, if you if need be, I have the just key in pandemic in the keyword search box uh there's all kind of studies i've done on this up online there's pdfs that go along with it i have emergency protocols if you can't find it just email me i'll send you the uh, emergency protocols for for like you and your family and the recommended dosages and how much you should have on hand and that type of stuff if you don't have that information so i don't even mention that a lot anymore but for those that don't have the information or, or if you're low on it or whatever i just wanted to throw that out there 
and uh, just so you're aware of it because once this stuff all starts to go down you know whether we're ever able to have access to these types of products ever again you know it may not happen I, i don't know what type of situation we may be heading into it may be a third world type of situation within a very very short period of time because if they take down the communication systems if we get if we get hit with an emp in conjunction with a biological t- attack can you imagine if they did up pull the trigger on all this at once all the stuff i said well again if you were satan and you wanted to inflict the most massive amount of chaos and damage um what if you just sprung it all at the same time and again if there was ever a time they would do that as far as maximum desperation they're in it right now because of the whole Pizzagate, pedophile gate thing, you know, that's starting to, um, you know, for them, for their looking at it like, oh, this is rearing its ugly head. They're going to be coming after us. We have to take the offensive. We have got to do whatever we've got to do to get out of this noose that's tightening around our necks. So this is kind of the scenarios we find ourselves in. And um, regarding that, the special, if you don't know what that is, just email me. Email is on the, I don't know, my homepage, and there's a there's a contact button there, too. Email me, and I'll, I'll email you the special, uh, what, what it entails and everything on the silver. Okay, let's go back to this. My East Coast source said two months ago, he said, they're going to take the phones down. So, uh, you know, you had an article on it, and everybody, if you want to communicate, you're going to need ham. I keep hearing this over and over again. The only thing that's going to work is going to be ham, ham radios. Um, and kind of unfortunately, there's, there's, it's not just like you buy a ham radio and you're good to go. There's some training involved. Theoretically, you should get licensed with it. Um, there's, it's a little bit involved. I just personally don't have have time to, to to get into something like that right now. I just got too much on my plate with the ministry, but uh, it may be the only way to communicate when things go dark. And if you do have a ham radio, and we do get hit with an EMP, I would highly encourage you to have that thing when you're not using it shielded, like in some type of EMP proof container. And you can you can make these. You can go up on. Uh, YouTube can uh, how to make an EMP proof you know container. You can make them as big or small as you want. There's all kind of different ways, and there a lot of the do-it-yourself ones are, are very cost-effective if you want to do that. Because here's the thing: you get hit with an EMP, and if it fries your ham radio, then it's when that goes for all your electronics. Then what good is it? So, um, I wish things weren't so complicated. I wish things weren't so there wasn't so many satanic nefarious plans afoot and again you might not be in a position where you can do any of this and you're just trusting in the lord and that's hey if that's where god has you then then you know you do whatever god's convicting you to do i'm just here to kind of give you um not really to give you a lot of specifics on exactly this is what you do and this is what you do but to at least maybe point you in the right direction to act as a liaison for you if if there's any interest in these areas that we're talking about learn how to use them uh, uh, there's some great handsets out there you can put uh, antennas on your vehicle move around you need to know where the repeaters are in your area 
and I would locate your your. There's hand clubs everywhere. There's a huge hand club here in Northern Colorado, and uh, so uh, I was doing a radio show with John Moore, and he asked me, he said, Paul, what's the scariest thing I've experienced in Vietnam? And I go, Lime Green Tracer is coming from the wrong direction. He goes, Nope, lack of communications. So you've got to have communications is a must because the fact that my East Coast source said they're going to take down the phones and the fact that in Fort Collins, Colorado, they've got a whole stack of, of uh, cases of satellite phones tells you all you need to know. Yeah, I do think that... Meaning they'll be the only phones that, that work because the grid will be down. But the satellites will still be working because the EMPs didn't affect the satellites. So, you know, probably hardened satellite phones or, or satellite phones that were, you know, protected from an EMP attack, they'll be the only ones that, that are able to communicate. Now, again, that's a big goal of Satan is to cut off your lines of, of communication of the good guys. So he's the only one that's able to actually communicate in time of war. It's a huge advantage uh, for Satan, if you can pull that off, is Satan's minions. This is what we're looking at, a, a prelude to a continuity of government action that'll sequester the cities. And it'll be triggered by what Obama's doing in the OFA organization that he has. And, and Paul, I look at this too. I mean, I look at Obama as kind of the chapter of the East Coast, and Cal Exit as the chapter of the West Coast. One of the things that um, I've discovered... Uh, in addition to Marlon Brock's revelations that I made in an article in the Common Sense Show with his pictures of a military compound being erected by people that don't speak English, and this is in Martin County, Texas, Paul Preston said an equivalent situation is happening in California, and I'm investigating this right now, and I'm finding out it's true. It's true. Abandoned buildings are being occupied by the communist Chinese. Absolutely, without question, this is happening. So we have a beachhead for invasion of the United States, and I think that the continuity of government action that we're seeing being prepped is in conjunction, walking hand-in-hand hand with these possibilities. So th these are very dire times, and here's what I'm saying, and I want to be real clear on this, Paul. I'm accusing former President Obama of committing treason against the present government of the United States by plotting and fermenting a civil war revolution. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, there's 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 no doubt about it. I mean, there's multiple ways they can do it. Uh, uh, we've got the economic end of it. Uh, we've got uh, we've had all the EBT card glitches over the last year. We've had the banking uh, glitches over the last year. Uh, uh, you know, if you don't hold it, if it's not in your hand, you don't own it. Everything paper, they're going to burn to the ground. I would, listen, I could not agree with you more on that. Uh, Steve Quayle's favorite saying for his uh, precious metals company, um, if you can't touch it, you don't own it. And I agree, do not buy gold and silver certificates that are a waste of time and money. Buy the real thing. And the yep. biggest thing people need to do, and this is why I'm a distributor for Numata, which you can check out at numata.com forward slash Hodges, is because food is going to be a priority. Um, you know the continuity of government, and that's a good that's a good food that that he he carries that that Naman, I checked into them and they're I'd say they're pretty much as far as for the money they're about uh, top notch 
you know, they're right up there with, with the, with, I think Legacy has a very good, and I'm talking about ones that are non-GMO, you know, the ones that are, have, a, don't have all the bad ingredients, because a lot of the, the foods out there, like My Patriot Supply and them, you know, they've got, they'll say stuff, but when you look at the label, it's like, no, you're lying. <laughs> you do have GMOs, you do have, you know, so you got to really read the label as well on, on these foods, and I'd say Numana and Legacy are two of the best ones. Numana has organic options, I think Legacy does. I think Numana might be a little more cost effective though. Um, Legacy's pretty pricey, but those are two really, really good uh, storable foods, just so you know, for, from my research. I'm, I'm not saying it's, I'm the be all end all, but from my research, I've, I've identified those two as very, very good, good buys. Government doesn't help the just in time deliveries to continue. And that means that your your Safeways and your Kroger's and your grocery stores, without just-in-time deliveries, are going to be down within hours and out of food. And if you don't have a stockpile of food, water, guns, gold, and ammo, you put your family in serious risk. Well, yeah, and, and uh, I, it was a year ago uh, that the East Coast said, you're not going to hear the term martial law. You will hear the term continuity of government. That was during the Obama administration. You know, we don't we don't know what Trump's going to do, um, but they're going to throw everything, including the kitchen sink, at this guy. And if and God help us, if things which could get bad enough. I mean, they've got the money, and uh, uh, we've seen all the the riots and and uh, uh, you know people beating up for wearing make. America great, uh, great again hats, and they maybe tried to push him into some kind of co continuity government situation. I firmly believe that. Yeah, I Calexit will be the impetus for this, I believe. Oh, absolutely. I mean, but they've got all the mechanisms in place to do that. So everybody needs to get everything that you need that you can. And I've been preaching this on, you know, for three years. And, and here's another thing to consider. They've got everything in place. Why? Well, they've had, you know, presidency after presidency after presidency of these bloodline Illuminati type presidents in order to preposition all of the stuff that we've talked about. I mean, even the places that I talked about today where, where you've got these local businesses was, I'm sure, some kind of backdoor deal with the government at the time of whatever where they're going to be, you know, using these places as, as uh, detainment centers with the barbed wire facing that. It's just one aspect. They've had decades to prepare for this. Think about it. Trump gets in there. It looks like he's really going to try to do what he says he's going to do. I mean, he's, he's done a lot of things already. The one thing he hasn't done is fight back. He needs to start fighting back tooth and nail against all of this, these lies perpetuated against him and his cabinet appointees. If he doesn't do that, you know, I, I don't see how, you know, he's going to beat this. It's just not going to happen. They're not going to back off. They're in full desperation mode. But if you think about it, 
they've had all these decades to prepare for this okay all of these things all of these these the you know the the muslim terror cells the training centers now we've got these buildings that are occupied by chinese troops the russians are here you know they were underground bases and all of these things are already here the longer trump stays in power if he does what he says he's going to do the more of those types of things are going to be discovered the more of those things are going to be hopefully dissolved and broken up and the less chance they're going to be able to pull off what they're going to pull off in other words right now every day that they let go by is another day where trump might gain more popularity trump might have more uh good cabinet appointees trump might you know uh Trump's people might go a little bit further into the government, discover more corruption. So, from a satanic standpoint, it would behoove them to act sooner rather than later. That's the point I'm trying to make here. That's why I don't, I don't see this being something where they're going to push this ahead a year. If Trump's able to stay in office and actually start to pull the trigger on a lot of these different things, especially with the Pizzagate, that by itself is going to cause a gigantic domino effect. And so, again, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that, that this could definitely be happening sooner rather than later. Is pharmaceuticals, pharmaceuticals for your, you know, your grandmas, your grandpas, your aunts and uncles, anything you need medically, you need to find a doctor to get you at least a year's supply of it. Yesterday. Uh, and I don't really know what to do on that one. I've told you about the fish antibiotics. Um, and again, I'm, I'm not I'm not pro-antibiotic, okay? Not pro-antibiotic. Uh, antibiotics devastate your own flora. They, they, they're, they do a lot of stuff to your own immune system. But as a, even as, as a potential barter item, uh, the fish antibiotics are a great way to go. I thought they were going to ban them, but as far as I know, they're still selling them. I don't know if this is something that I got pushed back or what, but... Or whether there's still inventories available, I, I don't know. Um, but as far as the other pharmaceuticals, I don't really have a resource resource on that. And, and things like, you know, insulin, you know, I mean, you've got to keep that stuff refrigerated. It's, it's just, it's, it's horrible. And that's another way. Can you imagine all the people that are on meds right now in this country, which is the majority of people? A lot of them are on psychotropic meds. Where, you know, if, they, if they're not on something like Prozac or these serotonin uptake re-inhibitors or what, those types of things, you know, their body's dependent upon them. Because that's how all drugs work, is, is you form dependencies on them. Can you imagine that in mass, the stuff goes down, the grid goes down, communications are cut off, all the pharmaceuticals are basically go to a standstill. And all the people then going into either withdrawal and or life, their lives ending because, you know, they don't have insulin or these types of, of drugs they're totally dependent upon. I mean, can you imagine that happening in mass with millions of people dependent upon pharmacia? Man, I mean, that's one other aspect of things to think about that's just beyond horrific, just that one thing. I could not agree with you more on this, Paul. We're, we're a very dire situation in America. And, and, you know, it's funny. People who know me privately and then they discover, you know, my work in the media, they're really stunned by the bifurcation in my personality. Privately, you know, I, I'm very upbeat, very positive, very optimistic. 
And this is how I believe that I've accomplished the things I've managed to accomplish in my life. But what I see going on inside our government, there's very little to be optimistic about. Donald Trump's policies are what this country needs, but the left is making sure they're going to do, push us into a civil war situation. And Paul, let me digress for a minute too, and I want to mention a couple of things here. And I'm going to do a podcast in details on this. There's a show out there called The Americans, which is really a good show. Uh, it's about... Uh, I beg to differ, okay? I He had recommended this, and I tried, and it was like, okay, after the third, you know, gratuitous sex scene, yeah, okay, it's, 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 it's an interesting plot, it's basic, I mean, but it's not appropriate. It's not an appropriate show to watch, okay? It's, ugh. Ah, it's not a good show, okay? But it's about basically what we're talking about with these foreign troops on our soils. Except this is a little bit more, the, these are people that are actually trying to specifically infiltrate uh, different parts of our government. I don't think that everybody like at Gatlinburg is is like, like that level, okay? I think a lot of them are just trying to reintegrate integrate into our society to know the enemy to, you know, probably make sure their English is spot on, to maybe build relationships with the locals and things of this nature. Whereas these people are like, you know, literal assassin, serial killer, will do anything for Mother Russia in order to advance the agenda. But you would never know them, you know. If you saw them on the street or if you interacted with them, there's, you know, there's no Russian accent. They, they, they own like a travel agency. They appear to have a normal family. They appear to be, you know, as American as, as any other person. And these people are, there are people like them uh, integrated into our society and, and um, operating uh, at a very nefarious level. About a Russian family that uh, are basically KGB spies and they're embedded among us and working for the Soviet Union. And believe me when I say this is the real deal, it's going on today. I've had confirmation of that. Then you have the, movie, the TV show The Last Ship in which the planet is 80% wiped out by a virus and America is broken up into factions like Cal Exit, very predictive. Then you have uh, the uh, show um, of the designated survivor with Kiefer Sutherland, in which uh, joint both houses of Congress, the president and all the cabinet, but one cabinet member who survives basically are wiped out. And there's a real theme that's going on that we're seeing played out in Hollywood that is exactly paralleling what we're talking about here tonight. And Paul, I want to kind of conclude this broadcast. With I, I agree with, with the shows he's talking. Again, the the Americans. It's just it's 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 not appropriate. It's it's not. The other shows aren't like R rated that that he's talking talking about. He's also he also he's done a critique on. Oh, I think Designated Survivor, uh, Revolution. That was another show he did a critique on. He's got it up on his website. That was another one they they took off because they started getting into mind control and um, FEMA camps and stuff like that, and they pulled it. You know, people were getting 
too much of an education from the actual show. These are these are predictive programming shows that Hollywood's putting out. And there there is a lot. Of, and I'm not saying go up there and watch all these and, and immerse. I'm just saying there is a lot of, of telegraphing of their punches, which is a Kabbalistic Luciferian principle that, you know, Luciferians feel as though from a satanic standpoint they have to warn their enemy of what they're gonna what they're doing to them and what they're going to be doing to them prior to them doing it that way they're without excuse and that way they fulfilled the the kabbalah where it says evidently this is a tenant of 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 satanic fair play i guess kind of an observation of the former tv show revolution which was dramatically and suddenly pulled from the airwaves despite great popularity and why were they polled? Because in their last season, they were talking about mind control and FEMA camps and the breakup of the United States. And this was, oh gosh, what, three years ago now that they pulled the show. So Hollywood is giving us... All those shows, it's the same thing. The breakup of the United States, The Last Ship, Break Up the United States, Biological Agent Dropped, 80% of the population killed from it. Uh, we're basically in martial law. We're almost in a third world status. Um, designated survivor all the congress and the senators are blown up at once now that's the one of the things that you know they've predicted many times that at some point washington dc will be wiped out um probably with a nuke and they will set up the new city in um in the new capital will be in denver we've talked about this quite a bit a lot of these shows have a lot of different parts of the coming new world order that they want to implement not any one show, I believe, has the full picture, but it's kind of like a, um, I don't know, like a quilt. <laughs> it's got different parts to it, and, and they're, trying to, they're trying to show you, you know, what they're going to be doing ahead of time regarding these shows. It's all the predictive indicators about what's going on, and we do know that Hollywood is into predictive programming. So, Paul, it's quite a mess we've stepped in. We're just going to have to let things play out. Um, Ides of March, you have information on that? That's a danger point for us. We can explore that in another broadcast. I have information on the Ides of March. People, the economic collapse in the United States could be less than two weeks away. Well, Paul, any final concluding remarks before we call it a, uh, a broadcast? <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's an insane world we live in. Uh, prepare for everything that you can. Take care of the, get ready to take care of the elderly, and uh, prep like you've never prepped before if you can. That's good advice on the prepping part. Well, that's it for the comments. Okay, so we, now I apologize. That was a long interview, but again, they're they're covering stuff that you know, super important that could happen, you know, literally any time here. And, and when I'm seeing the desperation, I'm seeing uh, for every single day, you know, and, and Drudge Report, I don't go to CNN, I can't even stand looking at that, but just on Drudge Report, all of the demonization of the Trump regime and knowing what is behind the demonization, knowing the desperation that is behind it, then all of these other factors, it's just not something I can ignore. So that's all I have for part two, and we will go to part three next.